<laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Stronghold Podcast. We are back for the end of the year Christmas special. As you can tell, I'm wearing the same shirt that I wore last year because Jake gave it to me for free, and I'm a cheap asshole, and I don't have any common sense when it comes to fashion. So here I am wearing a Stormtrooper Christmas shirt. Jake, producer's in the house. What's up, dude? How you doing? I'm, everything's good. I'm on holiday, so Ooh. everything is fantastic as far as I'm concerned. And the wife... The wife is also here. Hello. The most popular guest. You can suck it, Ron. <laughs> the most popular guest is Charmaine. And she's back on the podcast for the first time in quite a little little bit of time. Welcome. Hello. How you feeling? <laughs> so Charmaine, I thought it would be a good time to bring her in because she's got a competition coming up in just about uh, a week's time. Almost a week. Like five, six days. Six, five days. Yes. How you feeling? Drinking, so I guess not that, not that nervous no, <laughs> yet. Gonna, you're gonna feel better, even better, once you get a couple more of those beers, beers down. Yes. Well, it's a jiu-jitsu competition. You know what I mean? A few beers here and there. We drank a few last night. We'll drink a few tonight. We'll take the week off. As I made the point, John Jones did like a load of coke before he fought Gustafsson, and he's fine. So. These are the morals that you get on the Stronghold <laughs> Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. If John Jones can do coke and fight, then we can <laughs> we can drink beer and do jiu-jitsu competitions. And to be fair to Charmaine, too, we had an in-house jiu-jitsu competition last week at, at Stronghold. Uh, pretty much everybody was drinking going up into that competition. So we try to keep it chill. Listen, if it's an MMA fight, it's different. I, I don't care about like that. you got to be really yeah. controlled with, right? Because you can get knocked unconscious. But jiu-jitsu competition, end of the year, Christmas time. We leave three days later to go on holiday to... To the Netherlands, so it's fine. We have a few <laughs> beers. Jake's on holiday. How does it feel, dude? Tell me about it. I'm angry because I'm not. I'm not going to lie. It is amazing. I woke up this morning and thought, oh, I don't know. Don't have, apart from this, which you'd already advertise as a drinking session, I thought, oh, I don't have to do anything. So this is great. We don't advertise this as a drinking session, but that's often what happens here. <laughs> and we're coming off of some big fights. Just to cut right into it, we had maybe the biggest... <clears throat> Biggest fight card of the year. Biggest best upset. Fight, best fight card of the year. Potentially. Potentially, you can make that argument. And definitely the biggest upset in MMA history. Dare, dare we go that far? It's up there. It's up there. Of course, if you haven't seen it yet, then I'm not spoiling this shit for you. It Amanda Nunes. The GOAT. All right, can you still call so, her the GOAT? Can you still call her the GOAT? Yes, you can still call her the GOAT. <laughs> but of all the people to get, I mean, choked out by... Juliana Pena, of all the people, I mean, it's up there with it's up there with George St. Pierre, and Matt Sarah. Yeah, it's up there as one of the biggest upsets of all time. Like, and it didn't. It looked sloppy. It looked pretty. Like what? Like I was watching it, and Nunes just what was she doing? She was just got into a firefight that she couldn't. That she normally she's got knockout power, so she clearly thought I'll get into a firefight and I'll just knock her out. That'll be the end of it. And then it wasn't happening, and she just didn't re-strategize. She didn't take a step back and think, "I need to do something different." No, I'll just stick with this plan that's not working. Yeah, she's bizarre. She just kept brawling. It was really weird, and it wasn't like normally Amanda is like a technical brawler, right? Like she she brawls sometimes, but it's very technical. And like, she brawled with Cyborg, but she did it like you say, technically. Like she picked her punches. She was, you know, very um, controlled in what she was doing. Not yesterday, just winging punches wildly. And listen. I, I, I'm just going to be straight up with you. That to me looked like a like a I quit tap mm. more than anything. Like well, she 
like we've all we've all done those in training where we're, oh, so, ga- where we're so gassed we're like no i've probably it. done it this week like <laughs> i'm tired you know what i mean like yeah yeah we've all done that right but it wasn't a good look, man. She looked off her game. Charmaine, both it was funny because we we were teaching the kids classes and then we went to go and have our lunch and then we came back and it was the main event and I'm like walking down the street watching it on my phone, right? And then uh, we came back and it was the co-main event. It was Amanda Nunez and then it was Poirier and Oliveira. And I'm I'm talking mad shit. I'm like, oh, you know, Juliana Pena is just a sacrificial lamb. And we watched the promo video, and she was like, oh, I think I can offer something to no other girl. And I was like, oh, I was just literally <laughs> talking so much shit about it, right? And then uh, we got to the gym, started watching the fight, and then I think Nunes dropped her like two times in the first round. She low kicked her once and swept her out. Oh yeah, swept, yeah. Swept Literally, her that her was feet. the first thing that happened. And then uh, she caught her with a punch again. I think like buckled her. Like in the first two or three minutes, it looked like a typical Amanda Nunes beat down, right? But then the fight started to progress, and like Charmaine was working on like a, a a shirt or a patch or something for the gym at the same time. I'm like Charmaine, will you watch this fight? And she's like, what's the point? What's the point? Why am I even going to watch this fight? And I'm like, because you never know what will happen. And she's like, oh, I know exactly what's going to happen. And I'm like, yeah, but this, you still watch it because you never know what will happen. And then all of a sudden, she like is kind of watching out of the corner of her eye and everything. And I'm just like, oh, 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 oh shit, oh shit. People start like running over, and I'm like, oh, she's gonna. It didn't look like Pena had the power to no. really like knock her out, so I wasn't concerned. Which is why I think it was more of like a of a quit thing, right? Because she wasn't like out. She but wasn't hurt that bad. Like people have recovered from worse. It was you, only the second round. Her cardio could, could had to still be there. But if you listen to what Pena said, Pena said, "I'm going to put a pace on her that she won't be able to keep up with, and she's got terrible cardio." People have forgot she's got terrible cardio. But I mean, she's fought. She fought five rounds when she fought against. Uh, she's fought a few five round fights when she. But fought- she's always been dominant in those five round fights. She's not been backpedaling and she's not been on the defense. And it takes. But that wasn't more. even. That wasn't even and that. And also, maybe she didn't prepare properly because she's fighting that, Kenya. That is what I said. <laughs> you can ask Charmaine because the only thing I said, like the only way that I feel like she would lose, is if she got to the point where she's been dominant for so long. Right. If she maybe didn't take the training seriously because she thought she would be a pushover or something like that. That was the only scenario I imagined that she could possibly lose was if she just got too comfortable being so dominant, thought, oh, this is going to be an easy little walk in the park. And then all of a sudden, you know, she's challenged and then pushed. And then that's what happened. I mean, Pena just broke her. But it wasn't even Pena was only competitive for about two to three minutes. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) the first round, Amanda Nunes was totally dominant. In the first part of the second round, Amanda Nunes was dominant. They got into a little bit of a firefight there in the second round, and then Penny got her back, and then she tapped immediately. Yeah. She didn't look like she was going out. Like, didn't what, even about, what about f- that guy that bet $370,000? Oh, yeah. <laughs> My condolences. Oh, shit. <laughs> you lost all your well, money. How much was it? 370000 So a guy bet $370,000 that Nunes would win. Because he thought it was just sure, yeah, like easy money, right? He stood to make next to nothing on that bet as well. What was it like? like a, he was can you find like, it? Yeah, I'm sure you can Google it and find exactly. I'm curious what how much his exact bet was and how much he ended up making. Because yeah, I think he was like three hundred thousand to gain like twenty k, maybe was it even that much? Yeah, like next, like not worth it. That's for sure. And then yeah, dude, it's so funny. Oh, here we go. What, what, oh you my got? god, what was the bet? $18,000 to win. Gamble loses $318,000. Oh, I thought it was 370. Can you just read, the, right, read the article there, Jake? 
So DraftKings posted a tweet disclosing that one gambler risked 3,018 three zeros on Amanda Nunes to beat Julia Pena at UFC 269. But, oh, so, it's, so he would have won for that. How much? There, there you go, 349800. Zero, zero. Sorry, I've got this calculator. <laughs> I shouldn't be reading numbers out loud. <laughs> so what is it? Do we know? Uh, yeah. Oh, um, he stood to win how much? Yeah, that's what I want to know. How much did he did he stand to win? Because then we can really see what the profit loss is here. Oh, so he, he would have basically made uh, 20000 on it? Yeah, so that's what yeah. I thought. Mm. So 300000 to make 20000 <sighs> Man, you just got to hope this is a really, really rich guy. Otherwise, this guy needs to be on suicide watch. <laughs> That's a quarter of a million dollars. He bet a quarter of a million dollars. Maybe he was rich. You know, maybe he was. Because yeah, he's not I mean, anymore. Was being the ultimate word. I mean, maybe he was rich or maybe he was like like upper middle class. And now he's fucking living in his car or something. Oh, like, no. I feel like, dude, unless you're like a... Buku, like fuck you, billionaire rich. Like you're gonna feel that. Like everybody's gonna feel a quarter million. Like, yeah. Unless you're like you know Dana White type character or something like that. Like you're gonna feel that. But then you you won't be betting on fights like that, right? Can you pull up a? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Can you pull up Juliana Pena's record? Because I just don't think she had the skills. I mean, even with the win, that's why it was like a. It was a quick tap, right? I know what a quick tap looks like. And she tapped the floor. Like she was like, and the choke was only in for like a second or two, right? Like she didn't, you know, like you, the, you know what it's like to see people just like viciously fight a choke to like their life depends on oh, it. Oh, she didn't. This yeah. was not that. No, this was not that. Maybe you can even find a after. Okay, throw that up. Throw that up there, Jake. Let's take a look at Juliana Pena's record. I mean, it's not. She hasn't fought. Okay, so Jermaine Duran me beat her. Can you zoom in there? Maybe. If control or the control key is the command key, if you're that's what you're looking for. And then who's that? Oh, so Shevchenko. Okay, so are those her only two losses? Yeah. Durand like and Shevchenko. She must be quite good. Don't worry about it, dude. If you okay, cool. There we go. Is that it? Are there any losses below? There's one more below. So ah, there we go. Ah, we found oh, it. Worked it out where it is. Um. So Nuna. Nunez, Sarah McCann, lost to Jermandame, lost to Shevchenkov. There's one more below, is there, or is that it? Okay, There's we got some old one down no, but there. but showdown fight, so it doesn't okay, sure. count. I mean, okay, so her losses are against against very good opponents, both champions. But but that's not a champion. That's not an Amanda Nunez beating record. Yeah, it's not. And even if... You know, even if she wins the rematch, which I'm certain she'll take it more seriously now, even if she wins the rematch, it's tough, you know? It's tough to lose like that because it, it looked like a quit to me. I mean, what if you can, Jake, while you have a second there, see if you can pull up the finishing sequence maybe on Instagram. I'm sure the UFC put it up there or something like that. You can go to my Instagram and see because we, we can get a good vibe on this about... And listen, I, I got, I'm not coming at this from a superior place, like quitting in a fight when you, she got hit a lot right yeah. she got hit a lot in that finishing sequence but she was also hitting juliana pena right and it just looked to me like she was just done she was, like just she was like, gassed out gassed out but two what was it seven she wasn't minutes? even defending the was choke. it seven minutes into a 25 minute fight i mean she can't have been that gassed by all counts her training camp was normal was typical it's the first round was like three minutes in or something yeah it was pretty quick 
and yeah, I mean, Charmaine literally didn't even, she's like, why the fuck am I even watching this? This is, this is stupid. And yeah, it's just a wild, wild event. It's, it's definitely the biggest, actually they said that the Holly Holm, Ronda Rousey fight was a bigger upset. If you look at the, the numbers, but to me, it wasn't a bigger upset because Ronda wasn't the goat yet. Like she defended her title a bunch of times, but, and she'd been super dominant. But to me, this is a bigger upset. Because Holly Holm is a fucking animal, right? She's a beast. Yeah, like Holly Holm had an amazing kickboxing and boxing record. Yeah, multiple time world champion. Like I, I knew, even though I was, it was Ronda Mania, right? I think that led more to the betting line than anything. But I mean, Amanda Nunes is so dominant. We managed to. I can't find. Oh, okay, got, so got winging punches at each other. You yeah. want Just make sure the volume is off of the Instagram feed, or yeah, no, we might get pulled for that. So here's a little bit of the finishing sequence. I mean, she's getting hit, but she's also hitting her. It's not like she's eating so many punches or she got dropped and wobbled like that. Okay, that that was a little bit of a you're, hard you're punch. But, but mouth open, breathing heavily, <laughs> clearly by that point. But she, she she cracked her there too. She cracked her again. This is not like a one-sided exchange. And none of them were. Like Amanda was still landing. Do her boxing is like just winging. They're both just fucking winging stuff. <laughs> what is this is real slop-tastic. <laughs> this is your drunk uncles at Christmas. Which is, I mean, it's fun, right? Yeah. It's a fun because they're both just like, fuck it, let's go. He's on to the next bit. I don't know if he's got the finishing sequence. Maybe if you search a little bit more there, we can see if we can find If we can, it's not the end of the world. But it's because her arms are so huge. It's she's like, a big girl, man. Yeah. She's jacked with the shoulder. See, I mean, she cracked her right there. I mean, Amanda's landing in these exchanges, backing her up. That was like a jab. It's like, okay. Nothing that like blows your hair back, right? There's nothing yeah. there that. I mean, maybe see if you can if you can find that just a choke. You can maybe even just type it into the Instagram search feed, Amanda Nunes choke loss or something like that. I mean, I just want to count the seconds and see how long it's going to be. I don't know, Charmaine. What, what were your thoughts? Do you think it was a there was a quit tap or like a oh I'm I'm fuck tap? I think she didn't train hard enough or respect it, her opponent enough. You know, then she just fucking gassed out and got tired and tapped out. But it's good. It's good for her because now she has an opponent to work towards. And people uh, will be more interested to watch her fight. It's not good for her, I would say. It's good for women's MMA, though. Yeah. Because, yeah, the rematch going to be way bigger. It's going to be way more interesting in the division in general now. But... Not good for Amanda, for sure. No, no, not good for her. <laughs> Unless, you know, it turns into like a rivalry. Maybe okay. Here's another question then. Do you think Juliana Pena is for real, or do you think this is a fluke? She's certainly got heart. You can never. You, so I would never say she's not for real, but you would say it's just, she got lucky. And and you'd say same as Matt Sarah. Like you've done it. You've got this now. You've got this career highlight. Like you've beat someone who everyone thought was unbeatable probably going to lose the rematch yes. yeah yeah i mean it's hard to it's hard to think anything else right like yeah. how could you possibly think anything else will happen i mean we'll see we'll see either way it was fucking crazy it's definitely the biggest upset of the year i mean we could all agree with that right it's the biggest upset in many years yeah um i mean right along there with the main event i would say was a pretty big upset good for her i mean Charlie motherfucking Olives, <laughs> Chuck Olives in the main event. 
Luke what? was devastated, by the way. I was. <laughs> I was. He almost cried. Oh, I was so into I mean, I love Dustin Poirier, and I just wanted to... Even if he won the title and then <laughs> lost it later, just I want him to be the, the undisputed champion. Like, Dustin Poirier is the most blood and guts fighter of all time. Because people think Justin Gaethje, but look at who beat him. And look at in the way that he beat him. And then people thought Eddie Alvarez. Look at how he beat Eddie Alvarez. Like, when it comes to wars... Dustin Poirier is the, I mean, Max Holloway, Justin Gaethje, Eddie Alvarez, like the wars that that dude has been through. Connor twice, like just absolute, but the rear naked choke, man. What, what annoyed you more, the fact that he lost or the fact that all the BJJ people like, look, see, BJJ. <laughs> yeah, but his striking was good, though, yeah. man. His striking is so good. Like, Oliveira is probably the slickest. He's probably the slickest champion since Connor. Right, yeah. he, he's just slick. He's so technically that that move he did to take his back. Poirier wow. just loaded up on the cross. He just slipped, ducked right around the back, immediately jumped on his back, and I saw it too, dude. I saw it the second the forearm went under the chin because originally he was face cranking him, right? And Poirier's not going to tap to a face crank. He'll let his jaw break. Yeah. Like he's he's not going to tap to that. So I was like, he's good, he's good. And then I saw the microsecond it went under, and I was like, fuck. I turned away. I was like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Because I knew once it gets under the chin, you're done, right? You're not I, tough. No one's tougher it, than a choke. But, but it didn't just go under the chin a little bit. Like, again, we all train sort of thing. You know when it's that deep that you're like, oh, it's done. Yeah. So, being the father of the year, I was watching it with my kids as always. <laughs> and the second it went under the chin, I was like, it's finished. Yeah, dude, it was so disappointing to me. And I like Oliveira too. It's one of those ones where no one really lost. Like, they're both, I feel, fan favorites. Both super deserving of it. I just don't know if Poirier can get back there again. I don't know if he's got the juice, the motivation, two title losses in a row. And as I was saying to you before this starts, like if I'm Poirier, well, I'll just fight McGregor again for an awful lot of money for a fight I'm probably going to win. And then I'm, and I'm just thinking, okay, so I guess they're going to slide Gaethje in there next. I still think... I still think Charlie Al- Charles Oliver is slicker, slicker. Charlie Olives. Charlie Olives. He's a slicker, <laughs> slicker of the two, but Gaethje's just maybe the tougher. So if it comes to being like that, maybe you favor Gaethje. But after watching that, I got to favor Oliveira now. Against Ga- if you'd asked me a week ago, I probably would have picked Gaethje in that fight. But now I think I'd pick Oliveira. I don't know, man. And then you still got Makachev. Waiting in the wings for probably whoever wins that fight. They could do Poirier and Makachev again. You know what? The thing with Poirier is the only way I think he'll get a a title shot again is if he managed to get a huge rub from McGregor. Right? Because let's say this is a pay-per-view. If they get the pay-per-view numbers and it's massive, it's because of Poirier. Yeah. Because there's no other other massive pay-per-view star on there. So if if you know if this does a million buys or something like that, some crazy numbers, it's because Poirier got the rub from Connor. Yeah. And if he's super popular, maybe one more fight. If Gaethje wins, he could slide in there. Or if they put him against Makachev for a number one contender fight, since Gaethje is seemingly next for Oliveira, he could maybe get back in there. But uh, I just want him to get that undisputed title, and it, man, it's going to be tough now. Two times in a row, you lost. Even though he doesn't lose non-title fights. As a lightweight, he hasn't lost any non-title fights, right? No, I don't think so. Only Khabib and... Yeah, because he lost to Conor at 45, didn't he? That was 45, yeah. yeah. So at, at lightweight, I don't think he's ever lost a non-title fight. And he's fought murderer's row. But he just seems to... He hasn't got it in the big show. And I don't know if he's capable of doing like the Michael Bisping thing. 
where he's willing to just keep fighting and keep fighting and losing and fighting and losing and fighting and losing and fighting. And then until he gets the momentum again and then gets in there again for a third championship fight. Fourth, actually, because the Holloway one was interim. I don't know. How did you feel about it, Jake? I was, uh, I thought it was a brilliant fight for one. Like it was what you wanted. The, the first, like probably I won the first round. Easily dropped Easily, three yeah, times, like, I think. Maybe a 10 8. Yeah, I mean, he, he was destroying them. Yep. And then, so you got that. But then he's, and again, we were talking about this earlier, his decision making in the second round to just close that triangle and just keep guard. I get it in the sense of like, oh, I don't want to give my back up. But then he was having like bombs of elbows rained down on him. Like not even the nice slicey, slicey ones that might cut him. Like Oliveira was dropping elbows from up on high upon him. And that must have taken a toll. I don't think it hurt him though. Like I don't think, I don't think it was like fight ending type scenario. I think it was just, he was willing to throw, and he said that, right? He said that leading up to it. He was willing to give away a round to win the fight. Yeah. Which is the mistake he made against Khabib. That's what he said, right? So I think that was his plan, and it it worked in that sense because you see what happens when Oliver got behind him, got behind him, got his back. Twenty seconds later, the fight was over. Yeah, that's how good he's. He's got the most submission wins in UFC history. That dude gets behind you, you're fucked. Like if he takes your back, you're fucked, and he knew it. And that's why he was like, "I'll give this round away," rather than turn because he they they got taken down in the middle of the octagon. Yeah, that's what he couldn't wall walk. He couldn't get his back up against the cage. So the only way to stand up is to turn your back. It's the only way. If you're in the closed guard like that, the only other way is like if you can get feet on the hips, push away, maybe work your way up. But good luck with someone like Charles Oliveira, who's got the best jiu-jitsu in, arguably in the UFC, the most submission wins. How did you feel, Charmaine? Who did you want to win? Were you rooting for Oliveira or were you rooting for Poirier? I was rooting for Oliveira. <laughs> <laughs> you haters. How can you possibly root against... Oliveira is awesome. What are you talking about? He's just... I mean, only you know, Dustin's pretty hot, but... <laughs> <laughs> this Oliveira. is why we need the female perspective on this podcast every now. I was not thinking, you know why I wanted Pori to win? Because he's fucking sexier of the two. <laughs> That's why we need a little female, a little feminine energy on this podcast sometimes. <laughs> it was one of those though, where like, they're, they're both... You know, neither of them are disagreeable. Both of them are like loved by the fan sort of thing. So it doesn't really, you know, you're happy that either of them won. It's not like they're terrible people. Yeah. And I'll tell you what the win does do. First of all, it solidifies Oliveira as that's his biggest win for sure. Because oh, beating Chandler for the title, it's like, okay, he had one fight in the UFC. But beating Dustin Poirier, that is his most significant win. And the other thing that does is show all of you haters how much of a badass Paul Felder is. Who fucking knocked him out inside the guard with an elbow from hell, which a lot of people don't even remember because people shit on Paul Felder all the time for reasons I cannot understand. Because he's, Cause he's also about, <laughs> yeah, because he's a ginger, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's the only person to beat. Yeah, Oliveira as a lightweight, he's ten and one, I believe, as a lightweight, and he's on a fucking crazy run. I mean, now how interested would you be in like obviously hindsight being what it is in? Because uh, we never saw Oliveira versus Khabib. Oh, but I'd love to see it, but it's not happening. Have you, yeah, not, I mean, have you, have you not seen pictures of Khabib lately? He's, he's no, no, no. I'm not saying it happened, but now that we know that this might have been the guy in the division other than Khabib, yeah. which clearly he is, because Poirier, if like, if two years ago everybody had said, okay, take Khabib out of the division, who's the best in the world? People would have said Poirier. Yeah. And now that Oliveira beat him, you might say, well, it was Poirier, or sorry, it was uh, it was Oliveira. 
So that would be the matchup, right? Because we saw what happened with Connor. We saw what happened with Gaethje. We saw what happened with Poirier. With Khabib, what we didn't see was what happened with a Tony Ferguson. But that, sad, that, yeah, sad that, tears. That, that sad train's tears. well and truly gone. Cheers to pouring out a drink for my dude <laughs> for the lost fight that we never saw. But then you also saw what happened when Oliver fought Tony Ferguson. Yep. That was sad too. <laughs> I'm just. But there's been Khabib's been in a lot of videos lately, and he's clearly enjoying his retirement. <laughs> yeah, but that that would have been interesting though, especially with his jujitsu and Khabib's. Wrestling, I can't, I was surprised that he was able to take Poirier down in that second round. Yeah, I mean, because his jujitsu or his jujitsu, we all know is is great, but his wrestling—that's what we—he's never really had that option against the lower level guys. He was able to, but against the best, the, the takedown wasn't always there. His back takes are really good. Yeah, but like double leg, single leg stuff like that. But either way, it's crazy. It's going to be Gaethje next. What do you think there? I think you got to pick Oliveira at this moment in time. He's just done such a role, and he's like he's beaten everyone in the division with the exception of Felder that they've put in front of him. So you got fancy him, whereas Gaethje's got the power and allegedly he's got the wrestling, though he never tends to use it. But Oliver, but also just, susceptible to getting his back taken. Yes, just like Poirier. <laughs> yeah. What do you think, Charmaine? Gaethje or Chuck Olives? Just Chuck Olives. Chuck motherfucking Olives. <laughs> Jiu-Jitsu. <laughs> Jiu-Jitsu, fuck the world. Well, I'll tell you what, if he gets in, if he gets Gaethje's back... Oh, he's game over. Yeah. And even his striking, man, Oliveira's got some real technical striking. Really technical striking. Because even, even in the first round, he had his moments, right? Poirier dropped him a bunch, but he's got a more diverse attack. Like Poirier's almost all boxing, and like he'll throw a low kick every now and again. Poirier throws like front kicks and round kicks and low kicks and punches and uppercuts and elbows and really, really diverse skill set. Everything's tight. Everything's technical. He slips under. He takes the back. He shoots. His jiu-jitsu is there. He's probably got one of the most well-rounded skill sets of like any champion in that division. Like everything. He can kick. He can punch. He can jiu-jitsu. He can wrestle. He can back take. He can elbow. He's, his skill set's very well-rounded, but he's also got then the like killer submission power. So, so not only has he got a well-rounded skill set, he's also got a superpower. And actually, pull up his record, because I'm pretty sure he's finished. His finish percentage is ridiculous. I'm pretty sure, like... He's got the most now. Yeah, it's not just his jiu-jitsu. He, he knocks people out, he submits them. He submits them a lot of times after he drops them on the feet as well. But let's see his record, because he finishes so many people. Charmaine, why don't you pop another one out of there? Jake, you need another refreshment? Yes. Oh, I, I will not say no. Okay. Here maybe, we go. maybe pass Charmaine the opener there. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm drinking pure scotch. Pure scotch. And the reason is so that I don't have to pee five times on this podcast, which I'm about to ruin anyway. <laughs> uh, wait, I'm just bringing it up. Okay, here we go. Yeah, let's take a look at this. I mean, this is going to be ridiculous. Okay, so go to the top. Okay, so first of all, submitted Poirier, knocked out Chandler, beat the shit out of Tony Ferguson. He, he didn't finish him, but he, that armbar, that armbar oh. that he had on him was just ridiculous. You. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy, Happy holidays. holidays. Kevin Lee, guillotine. Lucas Barros, decision. Okay, Jared Gooden, finish. Nick Lentz, finish. David Timor, finish. Jim Miller, finish. Iago's finish. 
Clay Guida, finish. Paul Felder, you're a fucking legend. Oh, Will Brooks, finish. So what was that? Two fights in since he moved to lightweight? Was it two fights yeah. that he didn't finish? So what is he? And one of those is against Tony Ferguson, so who that doesn't would count. rather die than yeah. be finished. I mean, that is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. That is one of the best runs of all time. He lost to Anthony Pettis, though. By submission, yeah. too. By submission, Anthony Pettis. Anthony Pettis does not get enough respect. Anthony Pettis submitted. Anthony Pettis submitted the olive one. <laughs> he submit. He knocked out Wonder Boy at welterweight. He fought for a title at featherweight. Was the champion at lightweight. Fucking people disrespect Anthony Pettis. That dude is a killer. Three like, top ten in three different divisions. Submitted fucking Oliveira. Knocked out Wonder Highlight Boy. Knockouts. Knocked out Wonder Boy. Yep. And then of course WC champion, lightweight champion. This is a bit of a tangent, but. All these nerds don't give enough respect to Paul Felder and Anthony Pettis. <laughs> All right, dude. So, I mean, we, we covered the main events here. No, but, the, but it was an amazing card. If we ignore the uh, Jeff Neal, Ponsonibo fight, that was... It was a good fight, though. It was a good fight. It was competitive. It wasn't as exciting as the other fights on the card. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. But they're both good good dudes. It was a good fight, too. Just, yeah, you know, card has so much star power and stuff. Let's take a look at it here. Why don't you throw up the... The rest of the card, and we can look at it. Because that Ponzinibbio Neil fight was good. It was a split decision. Oh boy, let's get Kai to the Kai next France. one. Yeah, Kai Car France and Cody Car Cody Garbrandt. You know, Cody Garbrandt has lost five of his last six. Yeah, and going from undefeated to the championship in like what was he ten or eleven and zero when he won the title against the bantamweight goat Dominic Cruz. What a in fall from grace. An amazing performance as well. Like you one of the best of all time. How good he was in that Cruz fight. That's one of the best title fights of all time. To yeah. shut down Dominic Cruz, who never gets shut down by anybody. I mean, Dominic Cruz, we'll get to him. Earlier on in the card, yeah. We'll get to him in a minute. I mean, he, Dominic Cruz looked fucking great. Looked fucking great against a guy <laughs> who knocked out Cody Garbrandt. I mean, did you get a chance to watch the Cody Garbrandt finish? No. I mean, it was a it was a crazy one because he got dropped, swarmed, finished. Kai Car France looked like he was about ten pounds lighter than Garbrandt too. Garbrandt yeah. looked huge as a flyweight, so he went down a weight class, and I don't even know, man. I don't even know what to say about him. First of all, controversial opinion here. I think Cody Garbrandt's a little bit of a dick. <laughs> I feel like he's a. I don't think that's that controversial. Did you Did you watch the video I sent you of uh, Jean Claude Van Damme mm. head kicking him? Can you, yes. Can you find that? Yes. So if you haven't seen this, Charmaine, have you, you no, haven't seen this? No. Oh, let's pull this up. I mean, he looks like a dick. Yeah, he looks like a dick, and he is kind of a dick. <laughs> and uh, so there's this video. If you haven't seen this, I only saw it a few weeks ago. So it's uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme and Cody Garbrandt sparring, right? Like, like, they're just playing together, sparring, like touch sparring or whatever. I think it was when Cody was a champion, too, or right abouts. And, you know, listen, Jean-Claude Van Damme is not an MMA fighter. But they were doing stand-up sparring. And his hips, you've seen the videos of what this guy can do. He can do full sp splits. Between he can do jumping, planes. wheel kicks. He can do all kinds of crazy shit. Charmaine, you might be a little bit dated here because this is my generation. But you know Jean-Claude Van Damme, right? Um, oh, bitch. Well, I know, I know. I know. Oh, bitch. <laughs> In all the movies and stuff. You know Jean-Claude Van Damme. So anyway, he's... 
oh god, I can't even believe I have to describe who Jean Claude Van Damme is. But he's an I've action. I've seen his face before. He, oh, did, you've definitely seen him. But he's an action movie from the action movie star from the eighties and the nineties. But he's legit. He's was well, kicks right. I mean, he can do full split. Yeah. And in all of his, he can do the jumping full split kicks and all this crazy shit. And they're sparring together, and he's got hip dexterity. Like he can fake a low kick and shoop, throw that head kick all the way over. And he does this to Cody Garbrandt when they're play sparring, and Cody Garbrandt gets like pissed at him. <laughs> but he's like going really, really light. Let, let's let's take a look at the video here. I think Jake's got it. So watch this. Is want him to make him look like a fool. <laughs> but they're playing. He's still controlled. Like look. So look at his look at his oh. dexterity. Look at him. Bing. He's good, right? He knows what he's doing. Here it comes. Bang. Hook kicked him. Look at him. Look at him. <laughs> yeah, go, go back and play that again. Let's, he, he hits him with a hook kick, like but a heel kick. Actually hit him, right? Barely touched him. Barely touched him. And then he's getting all pissed off. Like play, play the whole thing through again. Look, he's touching him with the with the with the hands too. He could have hit him there too. Look. Watch it. Hold on. Keep it going. Keep it going. Keep it going. <laughs> Keep it going. Yeah. I mean, he barely touches him. And look at him walk away. And he's like, are you okay? He's like, are you okay? It's such a bitch move, dude. He's pl They're playing. He barely touched him. I just get the vibe that this guy's a little bit of an asshole. You know what I mean? It's fine. I don't know. But he, he used to have... An amazing chin. If you think back to his early fights, he was literally head down, walk forward, go to war, and then he just seemed. And it happens to people like it happens to Liddell. His chin's gone, so now he goes head down, forward. I'll go to war, and then gets hit. And what didn't used to stop him now drops him. Well, there's something to be said for his chin being gone, and there's something to be saying for him being hit clean. I don't care how good your chin is. That shit was. Yeah. I don't know if you can find a, 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 a Instagram. Picture of the finish, but I mean, Kai Car France, Kai Car France hit him with an overhand, clean right on the jaw, right at the end of the jaw. Even if you got a great chin, if you get hit clean like that, it's gonna buckle you. And actually, he stayed awake after the first hit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, throw that up. I mean, look at that. That's as clean as it gets in the perfect spot. His whole body is turned. Shoulder, look how his right shoulder is all the way forward. His lead shoulder is all the way down, directly over his knee. Foot turned right at the end of the chin. That is as clean as an overhand right as it gets. Even if you and that didn't like stiff him, right? It didn't knock him out like totally stiff. You could hit with that, you're done. You're done. There's no way you can recover from that. I mean, he did a little bit, but then he got followed up and finished. And he was on very wobbly legs. It's just his striking defense has been worse. This one wasn't one where he got caught in a firefight like just broing down and then getting caught but that's a clean punch anybody gets hit with that by him by Kai Car France you're done but wasn't the uh thing he was hoping for for his flyweight debut that's for sure he's gonna have to go down can you pull up the fly flyweight rankings it seems like a better weight class for him I'm not saying he's done I'm not gonna discount Cody Garbrandt because of that but Kai Car France is number six in that division I think I mean, do you think he should go up and fight O'Malley, or do you think he should stay at flyweight? Because that was the that was the word on the street, or that's the O'Malley. That's the drama, right? The drama is O'Malley talking shit. They they face down, and then of course O'Malley won, but O'Malley didn't beat anybody that's 
top ranked or anything like that. But what do you what do you think of O'Malley? Like, do you reckon we've got one there, or is it he he's just fighting people that he can beat? I think he's a, to use a gaming term. He's a he's a he's a glass cannon. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You ever heard this term? A glass cannon. Have you ever heard this? I mean, I guess it sounds like what the neat. The name is right. Yeah, like, just I, I think that's that's easily what, broken. Cannon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fire power for days, right? Like he's got tons of knockout power, tons of weapons. Seems a little bit fragile in certain moments, and obviously all of his wrestling and jujitsu is suspect. Yeah, I'm not saying it's not there. I'm just saying nobody knows. Yeah, he's trained by one of the best in the world. He's he's trained by uh, Tenkinio Mendez, who's a, a ADCC world champion. He beat Hoffa Mendez. Uh, Coincidentally, Cody Garbrandt knocked him out, but that's a just MMA math is not my point. The point is he's a high-level jiu-jitsu guy. He's getting really good training, but we haven't seen it yet. We haven't seen – go to the bantamweight. We're, we're going away from Cody Garbrandt here, excuse me, for a minute, but let's take a look. I don't know also, O'Malley wasn't ranked, which is weird. No, he's still not ranked, according to this. But he was ranked he's previously when he lost to, when he lost to uh, Cheeto. Is it because he smoked weed? <laughs> he smokes a lot of weed, apparently. <laughs> Sorry, you so, let's see if we can take a look at the rankings. All right, you guys chat about O'Malley. Did you watch the O'Malley fight? I didn't. Oh, you missed out. It was only like a couple minutes long. You should have watched it. You get knocked out. Sugar Sean. No, he knocked the guy out yeah, the, quickly. The guy. Me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the thing about with the bantamweight rankings is he was ranked, and then he lost to Cheeto, and then he won against. Against, um, oh, God, what's his name? His last fight. Um, it's slipping my mind here. But anyway, so he won that fight, and then he won this fight. I think he's like 6-1 and one in the UFC. It's really surprising to me he's not ranked, even after uh, all of that. So okay. the only one that confines the um, UFC rankings. Okay, that's, don't yeah, yeah that's fine. Him. That's fine. We don't need, like, the global rankings. Okay, so Aljamain... Little suspect there at number one. <laughs> <laughs> not really. Okay, so. But yeah, he's not. He's a not. Lower? He's not in the top fifteen. I mean, fuck that bantamweight division, though. So, so Cody Garbrandt still ranked at number seven, and then he just lost to number six at featherweight or at flyweight. So, just to give you an idea there, I don't know who they could put Cody Garbrandt against in flyweight. I think he beats a lot of those flyweights, but that was just not good. Him getting clipped with that overhand. His striking defense leaves something to be desired for sure. You, you can keep that up there for a minute, dude. Let's let's go through that. So O'Malley, oh fuck. Okay, so I mean, god damn, that is one of the thick, yeah, I'm, thickest I'm divisions. Like, I can see why he's not top fifteen because oh shit, that is one of the thickest, juiciest divisions in the UFC. I mean, Frankie Edgar is number thirteen. Marlon Vera, who knocked him out, is number eleven. Oh, Song Yudong is fourteen. 14. Pedro Munoz, who's just lost to Dominic Cruz, and Dominic Cruz, dude, I mean, Marab Dvajvili, fucking Rob Font, Corey Sandhagen, Aldo, Rafael Sunsau. Oh, shit. That is a nasty, nasty division. Now I understand why O'Malley's... Yeah, you know now what? you okay. can see why he's not actually in the top 15. Let's take a look at this. So who's who's 15? Uh, Corey Stammen. Okay, so maybe I maybe I'd take O'Malley over him, but I think Song Yudong will fuck up O'Malley. I'm not gonna lie. Frankie would wrestle fuck him. Yeah. Rafael Sunsal maybe the same thing. Cheeto already beat him. Marlon Moraes, 
Hard to get a vibe on him. Dominic Cruz, get the fuck out of here. Hmm. Pedro Munoz, get the fuck out of here. Garbrandt, he's gone. Marab would wrestle fuck O'Malley to death. Okay? He would wrestle fuck him to death. Rob Font, maybe he could beat Rob Font. Sandhagen, stylistically, he stands a better shot in that. Aldo, get the fuck out of here. No. Get the fuck out of here. Dude, it's, it's, it's tough for O'Malley in that top 15. It's all about giving him the right matchups. There are people I think he could beat. But he's a glass cannon. He's got tons of firepower. He can knock out a lot of people. Marab Devashvili would wrestle fuck that dude to death. That Marlon Marais fight where he just got just, just wrestled, like literally he's unconscious wrestling him down to the ground and then just beat him down. Like, But he seems fairly aware of this himself because he's saying, I'm not taking any fights like in that top 15 until I'm on a better contract. How old is he? How old is, uh, is uh, O'Malley? 28, 27, something like that. Because I don't know how long. I mean, he's already earning some of the most amount of money of all of people in the UFC, and he's not even in the top 15. 27. Mm. And that's what he said to Dominic Cruz. He was talking shit to Dominic Cruz, and he was like, he's like, he's like oh, you're on the undercard, dude. I'm in the main event, and I'm earning more money than you. And mm-hmm. might be true. Yeah, why not? Yeah. If he, that top 15, I can see why he's not in it, and it's so stacked. That if I were him, I'd just keep on, you know, oh, I'll fight people outside the top 15 and pick up wins and maybe I'll, you know, maybe then I can improve my skill set to a level where I can actually go on a run. But I feel like he's getting pretty close there, right? I mean, he's got to, he's probably going to be 15. Yeah. He, he was ranked before, if I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty sure he had a rank before he lost to Cheeto or like right after he lost to Cheeto. I don't know if we can check if he had a previous ranking, but he's got to be right there. What is he, six and one in the UFC? I mean, how do you get to six and one, or roughly? Yeah, I think he is. How do you get to six and one and not be ranked? He's got to be right there. Like, how do you give him people unranked? It's pretty tough. Especially, I don't know. It's hard to say. Yeah, I can't find his old ranking. To see okay. if he was or not. That's all right. All right, let's let's go through more of the main card here. Let's let's. No, that's main card done. So now we're on to the. No, no, throw it out. There's there's definitely more, right? Oh no! Then you're onto the prelims. Which were also exciting from the Can, you, can you throw up the card yeah. real quick? Uh, Nunes, Jeff Neal, Kaka France. So Amani kicks it okay. off. But then... Um, ah, prelims. There you go. Okay, Emmett, you gave... Okay, let's talk about Dominic Cruz. <laughs> he won. Well, you know what I said. <laughs> yeah. But a massively impressive performance by Dominic Cruz... And I cannot wait to see his next fight in three years' time. <laughs> I got angry at you for that. You <laughs> get angry at me for I was, that. I was, I was like, this is bullshit. <laughs> this is, don't you dare disrespect the GOAT, dude. He's the bantamweight GOAT. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Still doing he is, the goddamn he is, thing. What, without a shadow of a doubt, one of the greatest fighters ever, with the slight exception that his limbs are made of yeah. paper. <laughs> yeah. He's injured all the time, right? But he looked good. He got dropped early, though. But by the way, Pedro Munoz knocked out Cody Garbrandt. Yeah. And then Dom just beat him. And he fought Aldo before that to five rounds. Pedro Munoz is a fucking beast. And can you pull up Pedro Munoz's record just so we get an idea of how good the guy is that Dominic Cruz just beat? By the way, Dominic Cruz now, the most active year he's had ever, probably, <laughs> since, <laughs> since 2012, I feel like. Sorry, she's bringing up Munoz. But yeah, like, Cruz looked absolutely... He looks um, slick. Two round, 
Round two and three. Two and three. That movement was back, that bizarre foot movement. Like you imagine if someone showed up at Stronghold like on Monday and started doing that foot movement. You'd be no. like, what the fuck are you doing? Get I, out. No, I'd give them the keys to my gym and be like, you're you're now my sensei. <laughs> if someone could do that and they came into the gym, I'd be like, I must know what you know. Teach me. Okay, so yeah, oh, yeah. let's go in there. Okay, so it'd be Jimmy Rivera. That's a good win. Lost to Frankie, split decision. That's razor close, though. Oh, we lost, a lot. lost to Aljo. Sure. I bet, look at it, look at it. Champion, champion, top five. Beat Cody Garbrandt, Caraway, Brent Johns. Okay, lost to Dodson. Split. Rob He's Font. beat Rob Font. He's fucking good, man. He's fucking good. Okay, a little bit. Go down again. Sorry. Upset. Just so I can. Uh, no, no, the top five there, the most recent ones. Yeah. Okay, so lost to Aldo, oh, dude. Are you kidding me? You fight Frankie Edgar, Jose Aldo, and Dominic Cruz in three of your last four fights. Get the fuck out of here. Ten years ago, that is like, like you're like, who did this guy kill? Like, who did who did this guy fucking sin to to be have to fight those three guys in a row? I mean, that is just plus all. Jimmy Rivera was a beast too. He was top five. Yeah. I mean, wow! What a Pedro Munoz has just had a schedule that is just crazy. And so, but he knocked out Garbrandt. That's his best win recently. But Dom looked good. You got to give Dominic go to the bantamweight top fucking whatever. You got to give Dominic somebody real legit next. Oh, I am, I am one hundred percent like Aldo. Giving him, yeah. Please, oh. Aldo Dominic Cruz. Please, Lord, give us to Aldo. I think Aldo wins that. By the way, he's. He kicks out his legs. Yeah, that's because how you he kicks him in the leg once, and that's the end of that. But thing. that's, but that's the yeah. But but Dominic is not weak in the fight. Yeah, it's always in training. Yep, he's like he's tough as shit in the fight. As 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 he proved yesterday, he but got absolutely you, cracked in that first round. And I was like, oh, he's done. He's he's gonna get finished here. No, he just mentally powered through it all. But if you take the Henry Cejudo plan for how to beat Dominic Cruz, he's got that footwork. You kick out his legs. You just kick until he can't walk anymore, right? And that's Aldo's thing normally, although he's been more boxing lately. And if he does that with Dominic Cruz, it might be interesting. But that fight, dude, that's one of the – the UFC has to make that fight. That's the featherweight goat and the bantamweight goat. I mean, you got to put those – and they're in the same division. Do it. Do it. Do Whoever it. wins that fights. Whoever the champ is. Jan or – oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Jan or – Okay, I'm gonna go to after you, and then you can hold down the fort while I go pee. Oh well, well, while Shemaine's gone, let's talk Thai to Vasa. Oh, oh. shooey! <laughs> I would do it if I was drinking beer. I would do a shooey right now. No, I wouldn't. That's disgusting. <laughs> you know what I love about him is like everything. Of course, ah, oh, yeah, of course. But he reminds me a little bit of like WWE style. Like, how does he? So, you know, it's like, remember when Stone Cold used to ask for the beer and people would chuck on the beer and then he would do the beer while he's yeah. standing on the top rope? It can't be, like, legal for the commission for people to throw him a shoe and beer. And he was like, he literally did the Stone Cold thing where he, like, did this and then beer started getting <laughs> thrown at him. And I'm like, that can't be no, legal. Not just beer. I think it was someone's shoe from the crowd Yeah, as well. it was. Because then I was like, how, is that guy's going to put on a wet shoe? Was <laughs> it? I mean, I would still do it. Yeah. But... But it was awesome, right? Like, is he... He's so fun. Oh, he's brilliant. I absolutely... Did you see his interview afterwards where he was basically like, 
oh well people just come here to like watch me knock people out and do a shoeing it's true <laughs> yeah yes yes I do but that's his thing and it made me think like it's almost amazing that how WWE yeah let's see if we can find a video of the shoey. I mean does he have a guy designed to just throw him a beer or is there like was that just a random thing I, I'm not sure what happened how that happened the shoe was that planned I think people now go with the plan of like... Okay, I'm gonna, I, if I'm, I'm in the front yeah, row... I'm going to throw my fucking shoe in. Ty will do a shoe for, for me. Yeah, let's see what we got here. See if you can... You can probably go to Instagram and find a video of the shoey. I'm sure if you hashtag shoey, it's going to be the first thing to pop up. Because it seemed like it was planned. Or it was just awesome and it just happened perfectly. But he's so awesome. He's so much fun. That's literally like a Stone Cold thing. It's like a promo yeah. thing that he can do. And it gets all of the crowd so hyped. And he's got such crazy power. And he's got those big-ass Samoan Maori legs. Right? Like, yeah, like, look at this picture of him doing this shoey. Amazing. That looks like a very expensive Nike sneaker as well. Yeah. <laughs> huh? It's disgusting. Is it? You wouldn't do a shoey? No, I would not. Charmaine, <laughs> Charmaine just told me yesterday that she's thinking about doing a motherfucking MMA fight. Uh, you, would you do a shoey? No, I would not. Why not? You wouldn't? I would be like, throw Skittles at me or something. No, that's that's Marshawn Lynch's thing. <laughs> yes, yes, it's yes. It's a Skittle thing. But the sh- you wouldn't do a shoey? No. Dude, people would love it if you did a shoey. If you fucking started doing shoeys. Also, I'd never even heard of a shoey before this. <laughs> All right, you guys talk about shoes. It's my turn now. Charmaine, <laughs> okay, I'm going to sell you the image. You're going to, you know, win by an amazing knockout. Okay. Your, pro- your first MMA fight. All right. And then you're going to call for a shoey. Yes, <laughs> yes or no? I mean, if it gets the views, then I'll do it. <laughs> my concern is, although, what what shoe would you use? Ah, uh, yeah, I would have to plan it with someone. Would like, you use a like? Tito Vastage is a very nice Nike sneaker there. Like, what, what would you go for? Like, a lady's shoe of some kind? Go with, like, the the pole heel, you know, the, the no. eight-inch... No, I don't know what that is. Oh, the pole heel. <laughs> right, okay, pole so... pole heels. We're setting your career now. This is what you're going to be known for. Okay. Knocking people out clean and then doing a shoe through a pole heel. Yeah. <laughs> I would do that. What, what? But, but Luke has to has to wear oh, it. Oh no! And then your your walkout music can be these boots are made for walking. Oh, <laughs> I don't even know that song. Don't say that. Don't say that song. <laughs> these boots are made for walking, and that's what they're gonna do. And one of these days, these boots are gonna walk all over oh, you. I know that song. Yes. See, you do know that song. <laughs> I do know right, that song. So, Walkout music chosen, and then um, your celebration's chosen. So you game? I'm game. Okay, we'll tell Luke in a second. We'll, we'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> I heard Elvin was going to offer me a, a belt for my first fight. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> just, just let me fight an unknown card. Yeah, I don't want anybody just, to know. <laughs> just let me sneak in there before yeah. you make me champion. <laughs> Although, you know, the belt would add to the... Character, you got the walkout music, you got the belt, you got the yeah, you, know, you got the celebration. Who's gonna take the shoes to the ring for you? Luke has to wear it out. Oh god, <laughs> oh, yeah. this is even better. Do you have to wear my eight-inch heels, <laughs> boots? <laughs> take it off, throw it to me. All right, Charmaine. Well, what about this? Yeah. What about if you get a submission next Saturday? 
You do a shoey because no. she's competing on Saturday. Hey, you want to? It's not big enough. Right here, right here on the podcast, we can say if you get a submission, we, we respect our opponent. What's your opponent's name? Carol. Carol yeah. from Impact. I respect you. This is not a disrespect thing. It's a views thing. <laughs> if Charmaine gets a submission, everybody put it in the comments. I'll share this out. If she gets a submission win on Saturday, she does a motherfucking shoey from a whore pole boot. Oh, my God. Okay, from a hoe boot. A hoe boot. She does a shoey. For, that's a big shoey, by the way. Hey, even Ty Tuivasa would oh, yeah. be proud of that. He's doing it from a little sneak fucking... It's like... It's like a whole jug. That's a pint, dude. You're gonna chuck a pint from a, it's a jug. from a hoe boot, a <laughs> from a stripper boot. Can you go go to Charmaine's Instagram? Because uh, she's got some pictures of her in these things. I mean, I'm sure if you've heard that, you probably know what a, a sh- uh, it looks a ridiculous. Pole shoe looks it looks like. absolutely ridiculous. Charmaine, if you get a submission win, you do a shoey because we just talked about it on the podcast. Now you kind of have to. It'll be so much fun. People would love it. It would be ridiculous. And I'll sneak the shoe in. And if they disqualify you after it, it's still worth it. I don't give a fuck. You can get an idea from this. Yeah, yeah so, you can see it from there. So here, here's, <laughs> look at those shoes, dude. It makes you taller. <laughs> That's where you're going like, I mean, look at the size I, of I can thing. only say to the viewers. That's a pint. That's yeah. a pint shoe. I, but let's just say to the viewers now, purely focus on the shoe here. Like, we're not doing this hey, figures. Do not <laughs> look at my wife's ass. Look at the shoe or turn this podcast <laughs> off right now. But you're not using that shoe. That one's expensive. Yeah. Use one that's like cheap. B- but I also know that you have some cheap shoes in there that you don't even use anymore in that closet. That they've been sat in there for ages. No, not my boots though. No, you have a boot. You have boots in there that you don't ever wear. <laughs> right. Also known as shoey boots <laughs> from this point forward. So, ladies and gentlemen, you've heard it here. If my wife is able to catch a submission, by the way, all we've been drilling is submissions lately. That's it. Yesterday, Tuesday, what did we do? Wrestling. And. Submissions. Yeah. I'm not I, gonna I didn't say, agree to this. I'm not. If I if I have a shoe with, by the way, I'm doing the commentary for this, <laughs> for this event. But if I rock up with a shoe and a beer and I pour a shoe and a beer after you win and we do it on camera, that would be, uh, what, are we in trouble? Who's organizing this? <laughs> Should yeah, I ask? Tiffany. Huh? Is it Alvin, won't it? Huh? No, no. Is it this Alvin? isn't Alvin. Tiffany. No, no. Is she actually organizing it? I mean, she's the one that asked me if I wanted to do it, so I think she is. Her and Glenn. We should Glenn. ask. We should. We should ask how upset Always. people will be if we do a shoey if you win <laughs> before we just go and plan this. Yeah, kids are gonna watch it. <laughs> I'm not the mad. Kids at that. that I teach are gonna watch it. Jake watched the UFC with his kids. Tai Tuivas is there so doing I mean, a shoey. If, if you win and do a shoey, my kids will be so proud oh, of you. Out of but a they whole think boot. It was the best thing ever. Out of a whole boot. <laughs> I don't think anybody will be proud of that. I would be. I would. <laughs> See? <laughs> two, two straight away. Okay. Everybody would be proud of that. I don't want to like piss anybody off that's like organizing the event, but if they're cool with it, then let's do it. No, they'll be fine with it. They want eyes on this event, and this will definitely do that. And oh, yeah. What's- girl? I can imagine the tag right now. Girl j- do, wins <laughs> by submission, out does shoey out of stripper shoe. Oh, my <laughs> <laughs> that, count, count dude, that would go viral. That might sell my channel, dude. That might. <laughs> also, to be respectful, Carol, is it Carol the other fighter? Yeah. yeah. You can do a shoey as well. Yeah. We're on board. If she submits you, I'll give her a shoey. Yeah. Or you both do a shoey. Oh, you got two boots? I mean, come on. You do a shoey together. <laughs> Fuck it. I don't know if she drinks, though. She might not drink at all. 
she might be Muslim. Has self-respect she might be Muslim or something, and this is extremely <laughs> offensive. No, she's Chinese. Oh, she might not, and it's fine. <laughs> well, anyway, we'll see. We'll see how this goes. I'm curious about this. And you can find, by the way, just side piece, you can watch Charmaine compete, and you can watch the event on the live stream, which I'm doing the commentary for, and she's competing, and we will post all of the details on some form of social media. So if you're, what, what is it, uh, what's the event? Um, what, uh, Jake, can you go to Charmaine's Instagram and just throw the screenshot there of the fight thing? It should be on her Instagram. SG grappling. If you go down, it's called no, no, get it's, a it's, grip. It's there. Oh, it should be right there. Did you not share it? No, I didn't share it. Oh God, Charmaine! <laughs> I don't want people you're to such know. A nerd, dude. Go, to strong, go to strongholds. If, if you go to strongholds, I didn't even tell my parents I was going to do it. SG wrestling. No, just go to stronghold. I shared it on the stronghold Instagram. Yeah. By the oh, way, there we go. yeah, yeah, that one. Yep. And you can throw that up there. So it's get a grip. Get a grip. Nogi grappling, 50 kilos. Carol Lim from Impact MMA. Nogi grappling, 50 kg. United World Wrestling Rules, which I'm only learning what those are. <laughs> yeah, if don't get disqualified. What are the sponsors there? Just so that... If uh, LC- Excelsior Finance. <laughs> SJI. <laughs> Excelsior Finance. I probably don't want me drinking a, a beer out of a whole food. I feel like Excelsior Finance probably isn't into the whole stripper or shoey no, no, idea. I don't think so. But if you are, hit me up so we can clear this shit before we go. Oh, wait. I've got a better idea. You can make it classy. Drink champagne. Oh, yeah. No. I have a bottle. She okay. does. Here's what we do, okay? Nobody can stop us from doing you doing a shoey on the side that we record. We don't have to put it on the feed, right? It doesn't have to be like... Why are you so... Because <laughs> it's the best idea of all time. It's the best idea of all time. We're talking about Taito Ivasa in honor of the big man. In honor of the big man doing a shoey. You do a stri- fucking yeah, stripper so shoey. You've got your own stripper version of shoey. it now where you do a stripper shoey, which is the stripper boot <laughs> and also Eva... Also a stripper yeah, shoey. Stripper shoey, stripper boot and either champagne or what do they drink on Sex in the City all the time? <laughs> Mojitos. Mojito. Nah, fuck that. <laughs> it's got to be a beer. That's the thing. Okay, I'll tell you what. I'll bring two shoes. I'll bring two beers. If you and Carol, either way, whoever wins, if you do the shoey together, it'll be awesome. If you do the shoey solo, cool. We'll record it. Doesn't have to be on like the feed for the live event. We can just do it on the side and keep. And if the event's cool with it, then we can cut it in there, right? But I don't want to piss anybody off. That's letting me do commentary for them. Like maybe we talk about to Tiffany and see if she's cool with this or not. Tiffany Tio, and we see how it goes. But this might be a work of genius. Wow. <laughs> you and the girl do a shoey together. I don't know if she drinks beer, but you should message her and be like, "Hey, by the way, beer because we've got this weird idea. <laughs> that you might not be into." Start on a day itself, like during the match. Hey, are you down? She's like, I don't even. <laughs> Just as you ride to slap hands and Facebook. <laughs> oh, by the way, shoey after. <laughs> <laughs> okay anyway this is the best idea we've ever had in the podcast yeah, yeah, definitely. let's rock and roll with this moving on <laughs> moving on to less shoey based plans by the way I got more beer Jake if you need that is good so we said Crack we were going to talk about um, fight of the year because it's the Christmas episode but I yes. think that's a done deal already because it was obviously Max Holloway 
versus, Ke- versus Keita. Yes or no? Fight of the year? You mean... Like, what was the best fight this year? I, I was thinking, My vote's Holloway, Keita. Cater? That wasn't competitive, though. Yeah, but Max Holloway hit him like 700 odd times. It was amazing. Okay, so okay, so what's the criteria for fight of the year then? Is it like the one, fight that you enjoyed yeah, the most? One, did it have Max Holloway in it? Because you two, love Max Holloway. Did he hit someone 700 plus times? What about uh, what about Gaethje and Chandler? Oh, good call. That also also enjoyable. I will uh, I will. It's like we're betting now. I will top you with that with uh, Volkanovski Ortega. Yeah, that's what I thought you were going to say. That's what I was thinking you were going to go with. I can't. It's hard to say when I'm sat here and I've had two giant glasses of scotch and we're talking about <laughs> stripper shoeies. It's hard for me to remember exactly what the best. Can you Google best MMA fights of 2021 and just so I can see? I'm sure I saw it, but just so I have a reference point about what the best ones were. But that Gagey Chandler one was fucking crazy. I okay. All right. Let's throw that up there and read it out for me if you don't mind. Uh, so, oh. Stops it and it has the first fight. Oh, excellent. <laughs> really useful. Just click on it. It'll it'll make it big. What? So this is from Poirier McGregor MMA too. sucker. Oh my god! I don't trust this source, but let's at least hear him out. Let's see what he's got to say. But it said Poirier McGregor too. What? Oh, so, so, oh no! But that's it. Number ten. Okay. So wasn't a good fight though. I mean, Poirier just dominated. Poirier, why did you have to lose? <laughs> we bad memories. Why did you uh, have to Pedro lose? Pedro Nunes, Jimmy Riviera. That was a good fight. Good I do fight. remember that. Yes. Drew Dober, Brad Riddell. Also good. Mike Davis, Mason Jones. Didn't see that. Pontinibo. Really good Beza. fight. Yeah, that yeah, was a good fight. Did not see that one. Uh, Burgess. Oh Barbosa. yeah, that was a great fight. It wasn't good. So what was the Burgos's last fight was better. Anyway, okay, let's keep going down. Let's see what else we got here. Volkanovski, Ortega, Oliveira, yeah, Chandler, Chandler. Yuri Prasca. Oh, that was a good one. Oh, hey. Oh. You're, so, is number two, if you're listening to this, is uh, Yuri Prasca and Dominic Reyes. Because we're just like, oh, bleh, bleh, and we're seeing it. But so, that was a good fight, man. Dominic yeah, Reyes yeah. had him hurt. That was a good fight. And then, number one, according to this list, is uh, Max Holloway versus Calvin Cater. But this is probably before Chandler Gaethje, I feel like. Yes. And also, this is very UFC heavy because I would potentially put in there just because... Nasdukin and Daggy? Yes. Yeah. And... Yeah. Uh, I just watched that today. Leoc as well was a very exciting fight. Close. That was close and Lee got robbed. <laughs> just involve the board. Just call the board. Bring in the board. The board, if you overturn if this. that hadn't have happened, if you'd just taken the loss and been like, I want the rematch, let's get on with it, we'd no. think a lot higher about Why that. Why did that when you can call the board? I'd like the board to get... I can't, I can't keep <laughs> Not doing again. this anymore. I can't keep doing this anymore. Uh, I love one, by the way. I'm just talking shit, guys. Okay? I'm talking shit. He wants to comment on it. I mean, I'll, I'll comment or commentate on anything. <laughs> Hire now, him one. Now all, sudden, now all of a sudden this commentator stuff is starting to happen and I'm like, hmm, maybe I don't want to burn all my bridges. <laughs> no, maybe it, calling the board is a reasonable option after I, all. You know what? Let's call the board. <laughs> no, I, I've been open with one and about one and from the beginning. I fucking love one. I watch all of them. But this board thing, pretty sketch. Pretty sketch-tastic. All right, dude, so uh, can you throw up one more list? Let's do one more. Uh, see if we can get best fights, because I feel like there must have been a few others that Tap- were pretty good. Tapology, which is Major's recommendation. Okay, let's take a look at Tapology and see if they got the best fights. 
I'm going to smash this beer. Oh, you're, you're going to agree with their number one. What is their number one? Okay. Okay. Okay, so number one is uh, on Tapology is Gaethje Chandler. Number two, Volkanovsky Ortega. Number three, Reyes versus Prohaska. Yeah, I keep forgetting about that one. That was a fucking banger, though. Holloway Cater. I just don't understand why people think that was good. I mean, I get but why it, it was... Because you're a Max Holloway <laughs> dick rider, I so I get favorite. why you... I think he's currently my favorite fighter. Because... So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why I feel like, yeah, of course, you enjoy it. If, if you're a fucking Charles Oliveira fan, well, like I'm right. not, no, then no, yeah, no. I'd be like you right now. Do not be like, it's just me who enjoyed it. There's podcast evidence of me and you creaming over Max Holloway's performance hey, for a good that's hour. offensive. I'm trying to get a job at one, dude. You can't talk about creaming on my podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no, you're right. But... But the weird thing was, it wasn't the competitiveness of the fight. It was more it was like... just how brilliant it was. How brilliant it was for Holloway and how tough it was for Cater, right? Yeah. That was the thing. Like, And people do appreciate that, and that makes it fun. It was also similar with Ortega and Volkanovski. Because the reality was, there was only like a few moments where Volkanovski or where Ortega was competitive. Mostly, Volkanovski controlled it. And Ortega was still competitive throughout. Yeah. But the moments of danger for Volkanovski were pretty slim. Apart from that, well, pretty slim, apart from when his head's bright yeah. red because he had him, like, I've never seen anyone get out of a guillotine that tight that was crazy I could not I, and he did the and it, it's so risky too the way he defended because he he used both of his hands to push the knees instead of using one to defend the choke it's a fucking bold move man I'll tell you that alright so what else we got here but but Ray is Prohaska that's a good call Jan Sandhagen that's number what's yeah, that that's five that's a good one too Oliveira Chandler Holloway Rodriguez. Ooh, that's a good. That's a that good one. Also. That that might be my number two. That was a good one, man. That was a really good fight. That was more competitive than the Cater fight. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely more competitive and more fun too. Because yeah. Because uh, Rodriguez throws crazy stuff. He's a little bit like uh, like who are we just talking about? Um. That's uh, oh uh, oh we're talking Ryan Hall, which we haven't got to yet. No. You know, it's like you see you watch your uh, Rodriguez fight. You don't know what he's going to throw. You don't know what he's going to do. And that makes watching them so unique compared to like your typical MMA fight where you know what's going to happen and or at least the styles and how they're going to fight because most people have an MMA style. Yeah. That's like 80% of the fights you watch are an MMA style. But when you watch Rodriguez fight and when you watch Ryan Hall fight and some of these people, it's so different watching them fight that that also is an element of entertainment, especially for me as an MMA nerd. They do stuff so differently that it's just worth watching solely for that reason. Okay, so that's solid. And then we have uh, number six, Oliver Chandler. Holloway Rodriguez. Rodriguez Pantini Barbeza. Eight. The Goss Barboza. Sanhagen Dillashaw. Also a good one. Uh, Davis versus Jones. Oh, okay. Then, then it goes on a bit into some fight nights and lower okay. things. So that's the top ten. Yeah. So I would give wait, one more time. If we're gonna give the fight of the year, let's give this our three. Even though Charmaine probably only watched a few of them. What's mine is? Oh, oh shit! I mean, if we're going for the most fun, it's Gaethje Chandler. Yeah, that's the most fun. Wasn't the most competitive. I feel like the most competitive, the most dangerous was probably Reyes versus Prohaska. The one that I was shitting myself the most over was probably Volkanovski Ortega. Charmaine knows. Remember we were watching, walking home from the 
MRT station. Yes, I know. I was trying to film you. Yeah, she literally <laughs> took. A, she literally was filming me as I'm watching it. Cause I'm, and when he's in that guillotine, yeah. I'm walking home from the train, watching it on my phone, and I'm just like, <gasps> I'm literally like having heart palpitations, and I can't breathe. And I'm like, oh, 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 and I'm like, oh my god, I'm in a guillotine! And then I was like, oh, it's got a triangle! And I'm just like, literally going crazy over this. And Charmaine started filming me while I'm walking down the street. So <laughs> and he's like so loud <laughs> all the time. I can't like, help oh, it. The fight. It's like, oh, oh my god! And you guys all know me, right? You you hear when I do the commentary. You hear on the podcast. It just happens, and I'm like, <gasps> even when uh, Amanda Nunes was like, there were six people rolling. It was like sparring class, <laughs> and stopped. I'm just like, it stopped. People would just come over, like, oh, what's going on? I'm like, oh no, she's gonna lose. It's gonna knocked out. And then like all of a sudden, everybody's behind us. Everybody's like petting him in the back. Like, Davin, like, literally. Right? So Davin, this guy that trains with us, dude, when Poirier. Because he dropped him so many times, like in the first round when Poirier dropped Oliveira. Yeah. And so I was like, I thought it was going to be over. And I was like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. And Davin starts rubbing my back. He's like, calm down. Just calm down. Just, <laughs> just calm breathe. Down. Just breathe. And then in the third round or the second round when Poirier, I was happy because he was defending. And then as soon as I saw it go under his shit, and I was like, fuck, I screamed. Fuck, like before he even tapped, I knew it was done. Right. And I was just like, oh, no. And then I feel Charmaine's hand on my back. It's like, it's okay. Life will get easier eventually. <laughs> eventually, this blow will be softened by time. <laughs> yeah, but it won't. <laughs> but I was so sensitive about it, dude. <laughs> I think um, if you look at the list, I'll bring it up. Oh, wait. Wrong button. I think... What would you go with? A top three. I, could, I don't think I can actually do best one because they're all different in what happened. But like Geishi Chandler's up there. Volkanovski Ortega and Holloway Cater. And... Depends what you want out of your life as to which one of those is actually the best. What about, uh, I mean, okay, Charmaine, you watched a few of those. You watched... You know, I don't really remember most of the guys' fight. Like, <laughs> I remember, like, the goal fight. That's about it. Like, you know, it, this. I believe this is the right, right three. <laughs> I mean, you can't go wrong with it. What about upset of the year? I mean, I feel like it's pretty fucking obvious. Amanda right? Nunes. <laughs> Yeah. What else could there possibly Nunes, be? The only other possible one was actually in the one with Ock winning Glo- over Christian Lee. What about Glover? Oh, I forgot about Glover. Yeah, Glover, Glover being Bohovich. But that, it wasn't an upset. It, it wasn't an upset in the sense of like Glover. You would going into the fight, you're like Glover could win this. Like Glover could actually do this. I don't think anyone was saying he stands no chance at all whatsoever. Whereas Pena, everyone's like, Jeez, But I felt like that about Akrayun. I thought Akrayun could be Christian. Not with the involved factor. <laughs> well, I, I will say that what, what made that the most crazy was that, yeah, I mean, it was in Singapore. It was a hometown decision. I thought, like, in that environment, they would give it to Christian. I thought Christian still won. Yeah, I, I think thought he should have got the win. But... But yeah, but and man, the upset of the year. What about like um, uh, let's go with fighter of the year or uh, yeah, fighter of the year. It's hard to look beyond Oliveira, I'd say. Yeah, especially with that. Oh Glover. Oh, because I just thought Glover then for a I, second. I mean, I was even thinking Usman. Mm. No, but that's boring. <laughs> <laughs> but he beat Colby the second time. Yeah, but it's boring. He beat Gilbert Burns. He beat. Did you have three? Did you have three this year? Check maybe check no, on, Mar- he, he check on Marty Fake Newsman. Let's see. Let's see how many he had this. Do you have three wins this year? I mean, upset of the year for me is definitely Amanda Nunes. That's the upset of the year. 
Fighter of the year. I got to go Oliveira. Charlie motherfucking Olives, dude. Pains me to say because it should be just poor you. <laughs> Let me see. No, but I'm not giving it. I don't care how many fights Usman had this near. If he had three not, title wins, exciting. if he had three title wins, what it was it two or three? No, it was three because Masvidal, Masvidal, Burns, and Colby. Oh yeah. I mean, if we're being fair, if we're not being emotionally connected, Jake. I just gave Charlie Olive's mine, and I'm sad still. If we're being objective here, could be. He had the most yeah, I think, title. I, I think, actually. Did I get convince you? Yeah. Ah! <laughs> I, I don't want to say yeah. Like, emo, emo, emotionally, no, but actually, yeah. But Charlie Olive's amazing. Though. But, but, but he, Oliveira had Ferguson, and he had Poirier, and he had Chandler. Was that this year? All three were this year, right? Yeah. I mean, you could, listen, I mean, it's fucking potato, potato, like... Because the thing with, with Usman is that Gilbert Burns is like a lightweight. Let's be honest about this. And he beat Woodley when Woodley was already on the decline. And he beat Masvidal, who already he'd beat. And then he beat Colby. But that fight was a fucking banger. I'd give it to Oliveira over Usman. Personally. I just want to see what, who takes Shadow did this year. Okay, yeah, that's fair. We're not even talking about Adesanya. We haven't even mentioned Adesanya. Here we go. So this is take share of this year. Maybe. Maybe. Oh no, it's not giving it. Give me a sec. Oh, it just took a while to load. So Glover or so Blahovic, Tiago Santos, Santos, Anthony Smith. That's not bad either, man. <sighs> go down a little bit. Was 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 below that? What's below that? Was Krylov this year too? No, I don't think so. Can you? What's the year? Oh, no, that's 2019. That's a long time ago. So when did... Oh, wait. No, I feel like the most recent three were this year. Oh, it's a tough one. I got to go with Charlie Olives. Maybe I'm being a victim of the moment. Chucky Olives. You son of a bitch, you you pearly-teethed, big-mouthed son of a bitch. Big, beautiful teeth. Not even mentioned Rose. Oh, as well. Yeah. yeah nobody okay. like, nobody talking about the girl fights. Only the guy fights. Okay, the so Charmaine, who's the, who's the <laughs> female? Oh, no, it's fair. So who's the female fighter of the year? Rose Noma Yunus. What about Juliana Pena? Knocking out. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. She submitted the, she submitted the goat. She submitted the goat. What about, she's, what about she Shevchenko? Like this. What about Shevchenko? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shevchenko. And also, Julian Pena beat the greatest of all time. If somebody knocked out Mike Tyson in his prime and they're like, oh, yeah, who's the fighter of the year? People would be like, whoever did that. No, but you said this year. I think Rose is this year. I think all time is Valentina. No, no, no. Okay, so who's the fighter of this year? I think Rose. Pena gets nothing for knocking out or for choking out Amanda Nunes? Dude, that was a fluke. What the <laughs> fuck, <laughs> she man? Would not win again. I think she would Holy not win again. shit. It's weird because what's clearly come out of this conversation is that it's actually been an amazing year of fights, but because of the entire situation we're currently living through, it didn't necessarily feel like it at times. You're like, oh, I just want this year to be over. And yeah, because we all had our real lives to live, and yeah. that was horrible enough. And then, yeah, I mean, who, I don't know. Who's your female fighter of the year, Jake? Listen, I can't disrespect Juliana Pena. I don't give a fuck if it's a fluke. That's ridiculous. I think like are we? Am I the only one that thinks it's fucking crazy know, that but, she won? Like, but she she beat the best. Like, 
who before this weekend, if you said who's the best fighter on the planet right now, pound for pound, gender aside, Amanda Nunes, one hundred percent. And it's literally impossible to think about her losing two days ago. Yeah, like impossible. Oh. Everyone else is like, oh, you can see some possibility of it. Yeah. But but Shevchenko though has been so dominant. I mean, here's the thing, right? It would have been Nunes because she's been so dominant. So you give Pena the boost because she beat the GOAT. But Valentina has just destroyed everyone. Rose, I wouldn't give it to Rose because she squeaked by Whaley there. Yeah, she's not been as active this year either. Yeah. Can you pull her up? Let's see who wrote. Did she fight anyone else this year? I don't think so, but I'm willing to be wrong. She Did she beat uh, Whaley earlier in the year, right? She, I think they fought, was it twice this year? Let me just look at it. Uh, 20, oh, so she's, oh yeah, so she bought, she fought Whaley twice this year. That's it, right? Yeah. And then let's check out Shevchenko. Yeah, Shevchenko. You Russian, you know, you know how to pronounce these Russian names, dude? I think she's, they're going to find I think, you. I think she's actually Ukrainian, you racist. Oh, I mean, I've got the wrong person. <laughs> She's actually Kyrgyzstani. Oh, damn how, how do you, how do you, What's the word if you're from Kyrgyzstan? Kyr, Kyrgyzstan? Kyr, Kyr. Oh, so she beat Andrade this year and she beat Lauren Murphy. So I suppose that's not that's the it? Only best two? competition. Only two? Yep. Juliana Pena. I'm going to say it right now. Juliana Pena. I'm going to say it. Cause, and here's my argument. You it's because she beat Amanda. You Hear my argument. Because she beat the best in the world. Yes. That's number one. <laughs> I mean, that seems a good reason. Yeah. The best of all time? Yeah. Fucking, you beat the best of all time. Get over it already. Let's move on. It's one fight, dude. Come on. <laughs> no, but here, here are my argument. Rose only fought Whaley twice. Yeah, Sec- but then she also beat the... What was the other girl that... No, no, that's just... No, no, she only fought this twice. This year. Oh. This year. And okay. the second one was pretty close. But then... Shevchenko only beat Lauren Murphy and... Who did you just say? Whatever we just said. Whatever. Jump, jump back in the video. We've been drinking. Rewind 30 seconds. Yeah. I can't help you guys anymore. No, and, and then um, Pena fought twice this year. So Sarah McCann and then Amanda Nunes. By the way, Sarah McMahon is an Olympic wrestling silver medalist. To be Sarah McMahon in a combat sport and Amanda Nunes, listen, Juliana Pena may have been a fluke. I don't give a fuck. Fluke or not, you did what you were supposed to do. You won. You're my female fighter of the year. For however much you care, which is none, <laughs> you are my female fighter of the year. Charmaine's is Charmaine's is uh, Rose. Jake. Um. Oh uh, yeah, you got to give it Pena really. I mean, when you, the other two are also amazing fighters, and if you looked over the last two three years, then Pena's not in that conversation. But this year, you got to give it. A- and hottest female fighter of the year. <laughs> Jake, I, I, I find Pena strangely attractive. <laughs> Char, Charmaine, um, uh, you can vote Paige, for yourself, Charmaine. Page fins in. <laughs> now, because we don't discriminate on this podcast, hottest male fighter of the year, Jake. Notice I'm making you. No, go but you first. didn't. No. Say, you didn't <laughs> say. Oh no, no, oh, I didn't say no, mine. Okay, hottest easy. female fighter of the year. Hold on, I gotta say mine first. Uh, I mean, Paige doesn't really fight. I'm gonna go with Rose. Oh, she's hot, yeah. It's good. I like the ball uh, thing. male fight of the year is quite easy. It's Brian male? Ort- Bri- male, Brian Ortega. Really? What? <laughs> He's a good-looking fella, and I will not hear anything of him said again. <laughs> Charmaine, hottest male fighter of the year. But there's so many. <laughs> oh, settle down. 
keep it in your he, pants. You say dude. yours first. No, you say your first. You're, <laughs> you're the female. You're the female voice here. No one gives a fuck who I think is the hottest dude <laughs> in MMA. Oh, I think Dustin. Oh, bitch. You might have taken mine. <laughs> it's literally like you've got a thing He's got a heart of gold. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Mine, hottest dude, guy I'd most likely bone. John Jones? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I just don't want him to hurt me. <laughs> Maybe uh, I'm going to give a little bit of... I don't like him as a person. But Paulo Costa, <laughs> I'd fuck that dude. <laughs> what? <laughs> he looks good. That's all I'm saying. Even though the guy's hair transplants and shit. Oh, my God. I think it's the body more than anything. Yeah. Probably the dick size. Maybe that's what I'm into. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is how you know we've had way too many drinks on the podcast when we're talking about... <sighs> okay. Anyway. Time. We can't decide on who fighter of the year is. We can't decide on what the match of the year was. But and we can't decide on which male fighter we'd most like to have sex with. So we're doing really well. I feel like we decided all those things very clearly. <laughs> Look, without ambiguity at all. Alright, well what else? What other year end awards are there? Submission, uh, knockout of the year. Uh, let's let's uh, let's start with knockout of the year. I mean what was the craziest oh uh I got one. Who was the the heavyweight wheel kick. Uh, oh, well, yeah, what was that? that what was his name? name? Yeah, it was a few. It wasn't that long ago. It was yeah, like, it was a couple weeks ago. Oh, I can't. I can't remember the guy's name. Dude, the taekwondo. Right? Yeah, the big fat boy. Oh, so you got to find that, Jake. To me, that's knockout of the year. A heavyweight, big old tubby boy like that knockout. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. It was so much fun. All right, here are the topology options. Okay, let's see. Read the top five. Uh, Sandhagen Edgar. Oh, that was good. That was a wheel kick. No, Marlon Marais also. Flying knee. And Marlon Marais and Sandhagen was also a wheel kick. Uh, Reyes. Um, Prohaska. Thank you. Uh, spinning elbow. Usman. Oh, Ooh, oh. Usman and Masvidal. Yeah. We've all just given you that one. That was a good one. Blades Lewis. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Lewis is your top five. No, no, but what's that guy? If you go down, you'll find it. I'm quite sure. Oh, McGregor, Poirier, both of them, Hooker, Chandler. Where's the big fat boy? What's his name? No, he's not on there for some reason. What? He should, should be. <laughs> I don't know how to Google it other than fat dude. MMA. Oh, there you go. Is it Valente? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Barnett. Chris Barnett. Chris Barnett. <laughs> Chris Barnett, Barnett gets my entertainment value, Chris Barnett. Like, most uh, technical, like, crazy, insane... I give to Sanhagen versus Morais. Was that this year? Yeah, they were all this year, I think. Sanhagen Morais, not Edgar. I, I, I might be splitting hairs by a few months or something like that. I'm not exactly sure, but... Uh, submission of the air. The options are... I'm going from topology here. Read the top ones here. Uh, yeah, well, I, well, oh, I, I don't yeah. even know why we're reading this, because obviously the submission of the year happened yesterday when... It was either Oliveira or Pena because it was so wild. I don't know. How about number one? Read number one on that list and you, we might rethink this. Vieira Hernandez. Adolfo Vieira getting submitted by Hernandez, who just won Ooh. Who just won also on this fight card. We haven't talked about him yet. Also, the same fucking armbar. He got that same armpit. Actually, remember the one you wanted to drill? Yeah. The armpit uh, armbar. You're where like, you're not it doesn't some... work. Stop doing that. Just it do doesn't usually one. work. Here's where it works <laughs> better. Grab no, no, no. Here's where it works better. In MMA, the glove. 
because you're getting more surface stuck. area. It gets stuck. That actually helps it. It really does. Generally, I, I, I know, agree with what I said yesterday, but w- tell the story, Charmina, why this is, we're talking about this. <laughs> what? What do you mean why we're talking about this? Because we were just training and talking yeah, about this. Yeah, we were drilling, and then I was trying to do the armbar to him, and then I got it, like, on my armpit, and then I was uh. trying to sit back and, and finish it, and then he was like, no, 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 don't do it, don't do it like that. You put it wrist on wrist, it's stronger like that. I was like, oh, Hands but I- Hands <laughs> on wrist. <laughs> yes. Hands on wrist like a baseball bat, but but he was like, no no no, don't do it there, don't put it in your armpit, it doesn't work, don't do that, just just do it like I showed you. <laughs> <laughs> and when you win by submission with that next week, you have to do a show. So it's, it's really straightforward, really. Yes, There's no problems there. Uh, what are you going for submission of the year? Mm. Surely, like I don't. Barnett, think it- yeah, that one is that that fight. No, but submission of the year, I oh. think, because they've obviously got not got yesterday's fights in it. Not knockout of the year, submission of the year. Yeah, submission of the year. It must be the Oliveira one from yesterday, because he spun into that. Oh, Luke Shelley Pena from the bathroom. But no, he spun into that at such a speed. Like, it was on the back before Poirier even knew what was happening. Mm. Yeah, so. Luke lost his mind. <laughs> so I'm calling that for fight. submission of the year Luke's not here so Max Holloway's fighter of the year no matter what <laughs> anyone else says uh, is that your uh, favourite fighter? yes at this moment in time um, and knockout of the year is Tyson Fury against um, Deontay, Deontay Wilder. Wilder so done show finished <laughs> but what about uh, submission of the year go back to that submission of the real year real quick submission of the year let me just see what the options were I can't remember all of them. Again, it, I think this hasn't got yesterday's fights in it, so it's not got Pena in there, and it's okay, not but, okay, but Rodolfo Vieira Hernandez is really good because Hernandez just also won by. By the way, this guy wasn't that wasn't a fluke. You see the submission he got on yesterday's fights? It was crazy. Woodley versus Luque. Oh, that's solid though, man. I mean, that's that's, that's respect. Figueroa Moreno too. Man, these Ooh. are that's number three. Yes. Nunez versus Anderson. We'll skip right. past that because of the one yesterday. Definitely. Okay, hold on. Wait. Uh, go up a little bit more. What was? F- Wait, is that is that Khabib's brother? That's uh, Usman or Umar. No, no. no yeah, the Margamino. Umar and right? Is he the? Is he Khabib's brother? I think cousin or something like that. Oh. Okay, so we take the top five there. I, I mean, what about Jordan Pena? I mean, you got to give her. The respect for the submission, Oliveira, you can throw him in there yeah. too. Like Oli- Oliveira, I was just saying to Charmaine, he got on the back so quickly that I've got to give it that. Against fucking Dustin Poirier as well. Like, again, someone who's an amazing, like, BJJ practitioner himself. And to just jump on him and then Poirier just had no answer for it. I'm giving it Oliveira. I have to give it to Hernandez. I mean, submitting Hadolfo with an armbar like that, yeah. I mean, dude, come on. That's ridiculous. Hadolfo Vera is one of the best... The best jiu-jitsu competitors to ever enter into MMA. And that's crazy. And that dude submitted another guy yesterday. Can you go to the main card? Let's let's talk about Ryan Hall. I know you didn't get to see the I fight. Didn't see it, but, uh, uh. Let's let's go to the we'll finish up on the UFC, the one from yesterday, the undercard, because Hernandez won again. With that same arm bar, the one where the uh, the thumb is in the armpit and you just stretch and then he switched it. He won by points, right? No, he won by Submission. Oh, really? Again, yeah. This guy's good, man. I think they say he won eight fights in a row or something like that. Early prelims? Yeah, prelims, early prelims. Throw it up there for me. 
Hey, oh, wait. Decision, right? No, Munoz. No, no, that's not it. Eh? Yeah. Am I confusing someone? Round three. Well, Munoz is the guy that broke Jacare's arm, right? I don't know. Whatever. Right. <laughs> I might be confusing him. Okay, let, let's talk about Ryan Hall because... I didn't see it too, but... Yeah, I mean, this one was crazy. Because it's like, Ryan Hall doesn't wrestle. He kept doing stuff where, like, people would throw... He, the guy... Uh, who did he fight? He fought... Uh, Derek Minner. And he kept... Like, guy would throw overhands, and he would do this weird forward roll where he, like... You know the one where you... Like, someone's behind you, and you get their leg between you, and then you can roll into the knee bar? Yeah. If someone's got your back, and then, like, the... You can it never split. works, though. I mean, unless you're him. Works for him. And he just kept flopping to it and kept flopping to it, but then he would use... And the other thing he would kept do, keep doing is the backside 50-50. He kept getting there over and over and over again. And then he would use his leg locks to sweep, and then once he got on top, he was able to finish people. But it was, uh, But he didn't finish this guy. The guy had pretty good defense, actually. But it's just crazy that he's able to decision people like this and win with... Especially because people know what he's going to do. And they can't, They still can't really do much to it. Yeah, to his, defend it. His corner was so angry. Why? Because he kept grappling with him. Mm. Well, why? What's wrong with that? I mean, because they didn't want him to, obviously. But you get stuck there. And it's hard to separate so cleanly. But it, it's the one of the most unique styles of MMA you'll ever see. Because he throws a lot of wheel kicks. And he throws a lot of high kicks. And he throws a lot of low kicks. And there's really no... Nothing traditional about it. And he gets hit still. But anytime someone gets close to him at all, and one thing he did, that he was like, he would throw knees real tight because what he's trying to do is get people to catch. Like they want, he wants them to take him down. So he's throwing kicks and knees where like if you grab it, if you catch the knee, if you catch the kick and you take him down, it's like okay for him. So that's why he doesn't punch because you can't catch a punch. But a knee and a kick, you can catch those. Mm. And then if you grab it, even for a second, he'll just flop and he'll roll into his... Leg attacks, and he kept going to backslide 50-50, which I thought was really interesting. And uh, he, But at the end, and he would use his leg locks to sweep. So every time he would get into some leg entanglement, he would do a lot of the K-guard, closed guard entry from K-guard to backslide 50-50, which we've, we've drilled a lot at the gym. And really fucking interesting. Yeah. No one fights like him. You can't train for Ryan Hall. He insists as well that um, although 50-50... He's literally called 50-50 because you're both then in an even position for attack. He says, whoever is best at that position will win it every time. And he just <coughs> drills it like there's no tomorrow. And, and he's right because all, all things aside, if you can get someone into that 50-50 position and you're better at it than them, you stand a very good chance of at least advancing position. And the position's so esoteric that there's no one that's even close to as good as him in that yeah. position in MMA. Yeah. Like in jiu-jitsu, I'm sure there are people who can challenge him in that position. But in MMA, no one like top 15 UFC fighter is like drilling 50-50. Unless you're fighting Ryan Hall. Hmm. Right? That's the yeah, only But then time. you can't play catch up with him because he's that There's good There's no fucking way. His gym's literally called 50-50, baby, JJ. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I don't know. But then he lost to Tempura. The guy knocked him out in his most recent fight, and he's 38 years old. You know, he's he's knocking on the door, man. It's, it's going to be tough for Ryan Hall moving forward. I think he should just probably finish his contract and then ride out. I mean, his record right now in the UFC is like 6-1 and one or 5-1 and one or something like that. 
Yeah. There were people who insisted, uh, BJJ people, who insisted that Khabib couldn't beat him in an MMA fight. No, oh, <laughs> No, I'm not joking. People were adamant that, like, Ryan Hall was the antidote to Khabib. It's just bizarre. Yeah, jujitsu fucking fuckboys who have never actually done MMA. Like, good luck with that shit. Khabib's jiu-jitsu is ridiculous. But Khabib's wrestling. Is- yeah, I mean, of course. But even if Ryan Hall pulled guard, like, all, no, in... Khabib's ground and pound. Yeah. That dude will cave a fucking hole in your skull. Look what Taipura did to him. I mean, come on, dude. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. That's, I can't even entertain that conversation. Like, <laughs> it's just so ridiculous. Even if he tried to pull guard, it would just be like, you know, it would be like, it would be like, it would be like the worst thing that I hate watching, which is like a jujitsu guy try to fight MMA and they just pull guard the whole time and then like you watch it and you just keep jumping keep jumping keep flopping their butt scooting but you're watching this and you're like oh this is fighting <laughs> like oh my goodness yeah I mean dude come on that would be it would be interesting I'd watch it I mean I'd definitely what? watch it if Khabib and Ryan Hall did like an exhibition MMA fight I'd watch the shit out of that just cause I'm curious but dude there are a lot on. of those um, just like jujitsu and MMA fighters like coming in to do grappling matches now. Yeah, what about combat jujitsu? Like if, oh, if yeah, Khabib fought Ryan Hall, Khabib would slap the shit out of it. Boom! Uh, <laughs> boom! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think he would. <laughs> I don't think he would fare well. All right. Well. Charmaine, you compete this Saturday. How are you feeling? Are we agreed? Are we in agreement on the shoey thing? I feel like we got to lock this down. Shoey thing, and we've got your walkout music sorted. So you know, everyone should tune into the event. Wait, what's our walkout music? These boots are made for walking. Oh, you know the song? I do know the song. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's and absolutely perfect. Then I'm perfect. gonna drink out of my boot. Do you get a walkout song? Is that an option? I don't think so. <laughs> Well, make it an option. If you, if you have to take your own portable speaker and walk out with Luke holding it behind you, make it happen. Uh, walk out like Deontay Wilder with like the whole shebang. But Wilder Fury, I heard you mention that earlier. Definitely knockout of the year. That was crazy. Yeah. And boxing fight of the year. Although there were a couple pretty good ones. Did you see the? You see the Timothy Lopez thing? So Timothy Lopez lost to Cambosos, who used to train with Manny Pacquiao. Yeah. Guy had like almost died. Timothy Lopez just beat um, Lomachenko before this fight. See if you can find this, and we'll end on this. But so uh, Timothy Lopez had some, was it lung issue or heart swelling or, or something like that going into the fight or after the fight? And it was a really competitive fight. Lopez got dropped in the first round, I think, which is crazy because he beat Lomachenko. And nobody thought Cambosos was going to win. But Timothy Lopez... Uh, health or injury or whatever. If you type that in, you're gonna find something. He almost died. He almost died. Like the doctor's saying, he he would he almost died because his injury was so severe. Timofeo Lopez. Should I find it now? Yeah, I mean it was it was crazy. Uh, I think it was a lung or a heart or or something like that. <coughs> Timofeo Lopez, doctor. Maybe if you type that in. T-I-M-O-F-E-O Lopez. Oh, look it, oh yeah, found it. Looking it, not to die. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's that it. one. Can you, can you read this for me? I mean, this is crazy. He's like 25 or something, too. He's young. Oh, wait. He's on the... Yeah. Get through the ads. Uh, so, Timothy Lopez told he was lucky not to die during defeat by George Cambosos. Uh, could have died during his defeat last weekend. 
The doctor was warned. Uh, medical records show he fought with air trapped in his chest. Oh, yeah. A condition known as big word. Lopez <laughs> suffered from asthma and contracted COVID during the summer. He could have died for sure, uh, said his doctor. Yeah. And there was a crazy fight. Like, it was really competitive. A split decision over 12 rounds or something like that. So that's how close the fight was. And uh, it was the... Cambosos is Australian. He's the first ever unified Australian boxing world champion of all time. So good kudos to that dude and kudos to Australia for winning a boxing world championship. But when I saw that, I was like, oh, damn, this guy. Like, Because... You know how hard it is to fight anyway? And this guy was like on the brink of death and still, fighting like still that. Still went for it. Huh? Yeah, I still went for it, man. All right, everybody. On that note. <laughs> <laughs> on that note. So the moral of the story on this podcast is that this is the Christmas episode. Fighter of the year. Fights of the year. Great breakdown of the most recent card. Charmaine's going to do a stripper shoey if she wins. And if she doesn't win, well, her opponent can do a stripper shoey. Yeah. Or they can do it together. We don't discriminate here. Anybody can do How any can... shoey that they want. Wait, let's give you some love. Uh, where, where do people tune in? Is it Facebook or YouTube? I th- I don't know. That's a question. I think I'm it's Facebook. Sure. Yeah. I think it's Facebook. We'll, we'll share it. I'll share it. If you follow me, uh, at Lucas Leisure or Charmaine, at Charmaine LSM, follow us or Charmaine Lim Leisure or whatever on Facebook. We'll, we'll share the link. And you guys can follow it. Um, otherwise, just keep your kind of eyes open. I'm sure it's going to be circulating a lot this week because the fights are on Saturday. And Jake's going to throw it up on the main screen if you're watching this. So it's Get a Grip, uh, December 18th, 2021. Nogi Grappling, 50 kilos. The link will be there. I'm doing the commentary. Charmaine's going to do her best to choke out a girl. Choke her out and do a shoey. And if not, it's all good. If not, it's all good. If she gets choked, not the first time, not the last time. This is the way. This is this is the way shit goes. Sometimes you win. Sometimes you're Oliveira. Sometimes you're Dustin Poirier. And I'm still (laughs) still hurt about it. He's gonna be less sad about my fight if I lose than Mm. he is about Dustin, though. (laughs) Probably not. Equal. You were like like literally about to cry. (laughs) I was was sad. I I like my sports, guys. I like my sports. And okay, so we'll keep all of you guys updated on that. Um, uh, So if you enjoy this podcast, please do me a favor. Like, comment. I can't speak. I'm getting Please do me a favor. Please like, comment, subscribe. And if you enjoyed this, share it with your friends. I'm Luke. That's Charmaine. That's Jake, the producer. Thank you all for joining us, and have a good Christmas and New Year's.